Hi there, you're listening to Miri's Brain of String. My name is Miri Paisan, and welcome to My Weird Brain. So a couple weeks ago, a couple, oh God, has it been that long? I guess, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, my last episode, I promised that I would talk about the big changes that were coming up in my life. And basically what it comes down to was that I was, my, my vocation for the last two and a half, three years has been as a gluten-free coach. And what I've been slowly realizing is that as much as I enjoy talking about being gluten-free and, you know, tips and hacks and whatever, and, and wanting to help people like move through the experience of feeling resentment about it so that you can actually move into getting on with your life. Uh, so as much as I've been interested in that, it has not lit my soul on fire, I guess. It's not been something that I've, I wasn't waking up going, oh boy, I can't wait to do this again. It was just like, yeah, okay. It's something that I can do. I'm, I'm pretty good at. Um, so I realized it was, you know, time to move on. So I am no longer calling myself a gluten-free coach, uh, but I'm still, instead, what am I trying to do? Well, I would, (laughs) I enjoy story so, so much. I've, I really think that, you know, wherever my true will or my soul calling or whatever you want to call it, like, but that, that thing that a higher spirit is calling me to has something to do with story. Um, I just, I love it. It is so much fun for me. And, you know, I've, I've looked at it from a bunch of different angles. Um, there was a while where I w- I had joined the Romance Writers of America and I had, um, spent many, many years learning how to write romance. And let me tell you, that is an amazing community. I absolutely love it, especially as a woman who's a writer because the romance and, and like, I'm not talking about the RWA in, in sp- specifically, but the romance writing community is phenomenal. There are so many other women writers who are successful. It is by women and for women and about women. And it is just, I mean, like it's a billion dollar industry. Half of all uh, fiction books sold in America are romance. I mean, you know, you start putting those numbers together and like, it's, it's a huge, thriving, beautiful industry. And I loved being a part of it with the one exception that I'm not really good at writing romance. Um, and that's not where my heart lies, but I'm bum. <laughs> so what, you know, so I, but I spent a long time there 
I learned so much about the craft of writing. I just could never quite wrap my head around how to do it with um, two characters falling in love. Because, you know, you need the character arc of the two protagonists, you know, each one gets their own character arc. Plus, you need a character arc, basically, for the romance itself. It, it just got to be something that I couldn't wrap my head around, you know. And, and I thought about doing screenwriting for a little while until I realized, like, wow, you've got a... It's a hard, hard business to get into. Um, and I just... It's funny, though, because, like, every time that I pick up a different format of writing, I kind of add that to my collection, you know? And so, like, one of the things that I learned from my attempts at screenwriting was action and dialogue. That's it. Just action and dialogue. You know, everything else, like, just the briefest, tiniest description of what's going on. But you need to be able to tell your story through action and dialogue. And anyway, all of this to say that now I am um, staring down the barrel of another career change. <laughs> um, do you ever, do you, do you do tarot at all? I, I love tarot, but it's a, you know, like my personality, I do have ADHD. So I kind of, things are, they pop up, they stick around for a while and they leave, um, and th th just like where my passions lie. So I have picked up tarot two or three times, gotten pretty darn good at it. And then as soon as I get my answers, I set it down and then I don't touch it for another just long enough to forget <laughs> what all the cards mean. And then I have to go and learn it again the next time I have like this burning soul question. So I've probably done that two or three times at this point. But, um, I knew that the gluten-free coaching wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I didn't quite know where I was going. So I started doing a bunch of tarot card readings and I had my friends do readings for me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to be like, all right, I've got this question. What do I, what should I be when I grow up? <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, so, um, I started doing tarot, reading tarot, having other people read tarot. And it's funny because if you don't know tarot cards, um, you think that the scary card is death. Oh no, somebody's going to die. But that's not what the death card means. What the death card means is transition, change. You know, you're, you're moving gently from one form to another. It's actually quite uh, a lovely card when you get your like American attitude about death out of the way. It's just about gently moving into something else. And it's funny because the card that is actually like the one that sends chills down my spine is the tower. And if you've ever seen the tower, if you've seen the, the cards, but you don't know what the pictures are, um, it's a picture of a tower, like the, the Rider weight deck is the one that like most people are 
most familiar with. That's like the starter deck for a lot of folks. And in the Rider Wait, excuse me, Rider Wait Smith deck, um, the picture is a stone turret being struck by lightning and people are falling out of it. Um, and, you know, like a, a visceral image for you is kind of like um, 9-11 and the Twin Towers getting hit, right? And people jumping out to save their own lives or because they'd rather die this way versus that way, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what the tower card means is forced change. <sighs> The last time that I had the tower pop up in readings for me was right before my mom died. I got a divorce. I left the country and like huge, huge change that completely shifted the entire trajectory of my life. Right. <laughs> and so that's the card that's been coming up for me lately and not just in one reading, like multiple readings, I've had the tower come up. And so that has scared the bananas out of me. <laughs> like, You know, both of my parents are dead. I'm not ready for anybody else to die right now. Please don't do that. Um, but then I kind of put some more cards down on top of the tarot, like, okay, what are you, what are you talking about here? And it said, yeah, it's a forced change. It's going to change everything. And you're really going to like it. So I am kind of in the middle of that transition right now. I mean, like when you think about it, like what went down with my mom, I mean, it was two years building up to both my mother's death and my divorce. So it wasn't sudden, but once it hit, like everything changed, you know? So, and I kind of, I definitely feel like that energy has been building. Um, the gluten-free coaching, I have been, not just because of the terror, there's been a lot of other factors. And one of the big ones really was that I figured out that the reason that I had gotten into the coaching was because a friend of mine pointed out that I would be really good at it. And, you know, I am, I'm, I am really good, but it's, that was actually her passion, her dream. She is a therapist. That's what she does. You know, is she helps people in that way. And, you know, um, so I, when I was in college, I studied abroad and I studied in Paris for a semester and that was a phenomenal experience. I highly recommend getting out and like seeing what it's like to live in other countries because it's just so different. And the problem with the U.S. is that we are surrounded by pretty much ourselves. And unless you live on one of the borders, you're really not seeing what other countries are like because even just going to Mexico or Canada, things are different you know, but you've got to actually cross the border and go someplace in order to see that. So anyway, anyway, see, this is what I'm talking about, why I have this 
brain of string. Like I just jump from topic to topic, but it's all still related. So I go to Paris and I am studying film at that point. And my flatmate is studying French, which makes sense if you're living in France. And she was telling me about how powerful it is to be able to have conversations with people who um, you know, like in two different languages now. She talked to twice as many people. And all I could think at that time was, you know, it's going to take you, it's as long as the conversation takes to, to talk with people and to communicate with them in, you know, however long, but you can only really do it one by one. Or maybe if you're giving a speech, you can do it one to many. And it was like, but I'm studying film, which, which means that in a way, I can have a conversation with millions of people in two hours, you know, and it's, that has, that's still like something that I guess I'm, I'm still focused on. And, you know, I've always loved movies. They are like totally my first love. Um, I, I sometimes joke that like movie quotes is a second language to me. Um, but it might even be a first language, frankly. <laughs> but Anyway, so I've been focused on like, I want to make a movie, I want to make a movie this whole time. And then like, the concept of that is so big and so scary and so expensive that I just keep shying away from it. And now as you look at the way that the cinema industry is shifting, I mean, it's you know, movies used to be the, the common way to that, like, it was a common experience, you know, you'd pay a nickel, and you could spend all day at the movie theater, and things have evolved and changed over the years. But it, it used to be that it was like low cost. And you could just go and spend your time. And it was a great way to entertain yourself or your family or whatever. And it just keeps getting more and more expensive. And I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's still the same thing. I mean, it's gotten to the point where, you know, the numbers are dropping. Just people are not going to the theater, to the movie theater the way that they used to. And what I'm realizing is that it's becoming a specialty just the same way that theater is a specialty. It's not something that everybody does anymore. Why? Because now we have streaming. You don't have to leave your house to be entertained. And once again, you pay your nickel or $15 a month or whatever, and you can stay there as long as you want. Uh, you know, and radio went through this change. TV went through this change. Now movies are going through. And before them, theater went through this change. It used to be something that everybody did. The technology shifted and suddenly the masses are moving over here. And that doesn't mean that the art form dies. It doesn't die, but it changes. And so I'm 
that's not a, that's the part that I was interested in was in talking to people and having these idea conversations more than it was uh, about it having to be movies. And the other part of it for me was also that like the stories, the genre that I am really interested in has always been paranormal. Science fiction, fantasy, speculation, all of that stuff. That, you know, and to a lesser degree horror, I'm actually, it turns out that I really am interested in horror stories, like the concepts of them and, and the points that they try to make. I just can't handle the gore. You know, it's too much for me. So while horror is kind of frequently in speculative, I, I can't, I just can't because it's too, too gross. <laughs> but the ideas behind it, I have always found really interesting. So anyway, so here I am sitting here thinking, okay, I'm going to, you know, here's my big change. I'm going to make a movie. And it's like, I'm not sure that I belong in the film industry anymore. But I still want to tell my stories, but I'm not sure that writing is where I want to be either, because as much as I enjoy writing, what really fascinates me is collaborative storytelling. You know, I mean, like, even even with writing a book, it is a collaboration, you know, no, no person is an island. <laughs> um, you, you know, a writer is going to need at the very least an editor and they're going to have to figure out how to publish and create a cover and, you know, either go the route of the publisher, in which case it is definitely you're not by yourself. Or if you do do it independent, you still have to be creating all of these other things in order to get the book out there. And, but it's not, collaborative storytelling it is collaborative publishing unless you're you know unless you have a writing partner but collaborative storytelling is something that i have constantly been drawn to i mean like when you look at a movie you've got the cast of actors and you've got the director and you've got the 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 dp the director of photography, you know, the, the guy behind the camera, the person behind the camera, and you've got the, the set dressers and the costumers and the makeup artists, and all of these people are working together with a single vision to create a movie and tell a story. And they're all bringing something different to it, you know, and that is something that I find personally fascinating. So you know, that's, that's part of why I wanted to do a movie. And, and like, I don't know, TV, you know, shows, the streaming shows and all of that, those can be really cool. I love absorbing those stories, but I don't necessarily um, want to make them. And I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's just because the era that I grew up in, you know, there was there was a bit of a stigma between TV and movies <laughs> and that line really doesn't exist anymore. But I'm, I'm also like, there's just something about working in Hollywood that 
I don't necessarily want to do. I'm not, I, I'm not going to say why, <laughs> but, um, but I still am very much interested in collaborative storytelling. Like, for example, I do once a month, I meet with um, some friends and we tell stories together through Dungeons and Dragons. Love it. Love it. So much fun. Um, and everybody's bringing their perspective on different characters. And we have somebody, you know, we have a, a DM who uh, sets the scene and then we all get to play in his sandbox. And it's a lot of fun. But yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the collaborative storytelling that I'm going to do is to do a radio play uh, because because and here's the really cool thing about uh, a radio play is that while there are sound effects the movie plays out in inside the audience you know so the audience is the one providing the the amazing special effects, the visual effects that like as a little tiny indie filmmaker with nobody backing her, I would not be able to do in my movies, you know, and, but I can do sound effects because you can, you can do amazing things with sound. And, and I realized that I'm actually pretty good. If I, if I have the time to sit and think about it, I'm really good with dialogue and expressing things in dialogue form. So yeah, that was a really long-winded way of saying I'm transitioning to radio plays because I like them, <laughs> because I think that I can do them and like them, and we'll see how that goes, right? Um, I, I don't know, but um, so because I do enjoy the writing process. Also, I'm going to try my hand at writing a script and then producing it. And luckily, I live in an area where there happen to be a lot of actors. And also, luckily, I live in an era where everybody's connected through the internet. So even if I can't get people here to do it, maybe I can get actor friends to play different roles. So we'll see. We'll see. But I think it'll be fun. Yeah, so that <laughs> is why I am no longer a gluten-free coach and why I am moving into something else. And we'll see what happens with that, okay? So anyway, um, this is Miri Paisan signing off. I hope that you have a fabulous day day today. Um, and if you're driving, have a safe drive and yeah, just remember to take time to be happy today, to find something that you really just think is beautiful or that you appreciate. Do that at least once a day. All right. Take care. <laughs>